Hello, hello, welcome to the Wild and Wise TV show. Mm. I'm so glad to be here. Just checking with you, Nathalie, that your mic is unmuted. Are you with me? I believe so. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You're a little bit frozen, but I think it's my internet. So uh, this is the price to pay when you live in the desert. Uh, but uh, you'll, you'll, you'll come back to me unfrozen at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, well, I see you loud and clear and you are, yeah, you are moving Excellent. and wonderful. So. <laughs> Excellent. So Natalie, thank you so much because this is like the pilot. This is the very first episode of the Wild and Wise uh, TV show. So for TV show, live stream, podcast, YouTube show. Um, so uh, yeah, so I'm Sonia Rato. I'm your host. And I'm very excited to uh, receive Natalie Gentry today. Uh, so it's really an honor because it's the pilot. So it's never always easy to be the first guest on the pilot. But for this pilot, I thought that I was like, I could not do it without you. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, my pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> So Natalie, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, summarize who you are, knowing that a couple of title, uh, titles cannot summarize your awesomeness. <laughs> so I know Thank that you. you're a whole life coach, you are a breath coach, you're an awesome soul motion uh, instructor, uh, instructor and massage therapist. Um, you work in Denver and online. Mm -hmm. And basically, your your mantra, your approach, your philosophy is that uh, you help women navigate their way back home um, to themselves through a sense felt um, experience and a deeper connection to body intelligence. Yes. Um, so I'm very, very happy uh, to welcome you in the show. And Natalie, I have a question that is burning my tongue right away because I know that it's your it's your it's your work, it's your life. What is body wisdom? Uh, body wisdom to me is um, it's the practice of allowing what you sense and what you feel in your body to help inform decisions that you make in your life. Um, it is, say for example, let me, yeah, let me step back because all of a sudden I realized that I wrote everything down and then all of a sudden I'm just sort of like going, oh my gosh, what did I write? <laughs> so <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, yeah, but basically body wisdom is about, about using what you sense and feel in your body to help inform, you know, what decisions you make in your life and helping you to become clearer about who you are and what you want in your life. Like say for example, have you ever had an experience where you where you you had an experience where you 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 walked into a room and um, somebody presented something to you and then all of a sudden your heart began to flutter and you felt a lot of excitement. Have you felt yes. that? <laughs> Many times. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. yes. And, yes. Then, and then how about times when you had an experience that both excited you and left you feeling a little fearful? Mm -hmm. Have you had that? Mm -hmm. 
and have yes, you also yeah, yeah. yeah and then have you ever had an experience where um you where something happened and it turned your stomach yeah though that's what i mean by body wisdom allowing the sensations that you feel in your body to help you define what it is that you want and how to and how to be in your life so it comes from the inside and from the body and not from the mind and the mental absolutely i i really believe getting getting out of your brain get out of your head and into your body yeah because that's what that's what our bodies were meant to do our brains were were meant to get us out of bed so we could go to work on time <laughs> you know and decide and and to help us figure out what to go and get from the grocery store you know <laughs> well, like how, how do you do and i'm i'm going a little bit sideways from our outline but you know, for example, when I was dancing with you on the dance floor, because you're a soul motion teacher and we practice in Denver, but yeah. how do you know when you're moving or while you try to listen that it's your body wisdom coming from in your inside out and it's not your mind, your conditioning and your mental? How, how, you do, know, you, how do you tell the difference? Yes. Yeah. The way how i tell the difference is that if i am thinking about like do i look okay or what's my next step or is anybody looking at me that's coming from the brain if i am moving and i'm all of a sudden and i'm and i'm all of, all of a sudden sensing this release or i'm sensing mm -hmm. a contraction or I'm, or I'm sensing joy or fear or pain or anger, that's more internal. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, that's because sometimes, you know, I had those moments and I was like, how deep I am, how, how deep it comes from my intuition? Am I, am I making, you know, or is it still my, 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 my mental? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 If, if ever there's a time where you're just thinking, am I doing this right? Or I don't want to do this or, you know, or you're, you find yourself talking to yourself, rest assured that it's coming from the brain. Yeah, absolutely. There is, there is another, there is something that I read on your, read on your website and I absolutely adore that quote. It's a, it's a quote that is on your website and it's a quote mm -hmm. of uh, Jean Houston. Mm -hmm. I hope I pronounced correctly. And in the quote is, we are all too often educated out of rather than into awareness of the body. Yes. So can you... It's really highly loaded. This quote is phenomenal. Can you elaborate and tell us more about why is it so important to feel and connect to the body, especially now during COVID? Mm. Okay, so um, yeah, well, first of all, I thank you for, thank you for that quote. Thank you for, uh, for asking me about that quote. It's one <laughs> of my favorites as well. Um, this is the challenge. You know, when we were born, and when we were little, when we were little ones, we we were born 
into full awareness of our bodies because that's what we that's how we communicated you know if we were hungry if we were wet if we wanted love we would cry if there was something that made us laugh we would laugh um you know if there was something that we worried about we worried about it you know um it it was something that was immediate but what that quote means is that you know that in our culture we go to school we learn how to read and write you know we we continue on through school to graduate to go to college we learn how to we learn how to drive you know we do what we need to do we learn we do what we need to do in order to get a job and we learn how to get a house we learn how to you know to get all of these things that we need but we were never taught how to honor the truth of who we are inside we were taught how to become productive citizens so that we could exist out there and that's where the that's where the focus um that's where our focus where where we were taught to focus and i think a lot of times what happens is that when we when we are fo so focused on out there we forget who we are and we forget we for, we forget the things that really turn us on you know because because we've got so many other things that tell us what will turn us on you know we can't even buy we can't even buy a tube of toothpaste with somebody else telling us without somebody telling us how to feel you know the clothes to wear you know the you know the products to consume and all of that stuff it we are we've just been we've just been trained to focus out there rather than into what's what turns us on in here and i think that's i think that's where people go sideways and that's what creates a lot of the challenges that we have um later in life you know when we when we finally realize you know what this is kind of bullshit <laughs> you, know, you know i need to i i need to get back to here yeah this is crazy because I think it goes even far beyond, you know, what society is asking us to feel or to be, etc. It starts even when we are infants, like when we have a certain behavior and then suddenly our parents, you know, say, no, you cannot have that behavior. Mm -hmm. And because we want to feel loved or because we want to feel secured, we start making it up, you know, not mm -hmm. behaving like, you know, according to our truth, because we know that we have to behave in a certain way to obtain security or love or recognition, etc. So it starts like from really, really like, you know. It does. Yes. Absolutely. Even, yeah, even like, and I'm glad that you said that. Have you, uh, yeah, I, I just think of experiences where I've had, where I had relatives that I just met for the first time and my parents or grandparents would say, oh, give that person a hug or give that person a kiss. I mean, normally a child would go, I don't know you. <laughs> you know, but we had to override what our what our true emotion was about that and just and just invite invite that person into our personal space, whether we wanted them there or not. Yeah, that's that's I had a vision because I remember when I was a, a little child, my um, uh, I was I was living in Africa. And one day with my parents, we traveled to Spain to see a very old 
parent, like a grand grand grandmother that I never saw. She was very old and she had a little bit of, how do you say in English, a little bit of um, bird, a beard, not a bird, a beard. Uh, yeah. uh -huh. And I didn't want to kiss her. Mm -hmm. And I ran away and it was horrific for the family because it was rejection, you know? And I just like followed my intuition and I ran away. I was like, there is no way I'm kissing that person. <laughs> <laughs> but and then it was the yeah. reproach and the judgment and the moral etc so yeah mm -hmm. i it's funny that you could you you mentioned that because yeah and mm -hmm. yeah it's very our our yeah we are very i mean yeah it it comes from yeah. i feel like we have to move and to connect so many times before like, it's like peeling an onion it's like there is this quote saying that, you know, you're formatted for 40 years and then you have 40 more years to unravel and peeling the onion and rediscovering your truth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the fun starts, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, yeah, hello. <laughs> that's why the 40s and the 50s are such like a great ride because it's suddenly the remembrance and suddenly we like wake up from the dream you know from the um and so yeah so that's great because that leads me to like you know why have we lost that connection you know because of society because of you know yeah because of the weight of society um when we enter the 40s and the 50s i would say like when we enter that phase of you know I would say early 40s and then mid 40s, perimenopause, and then the 50s, menopause, etc. When when a woman enters uh, that phase, um, it, it's like it's a very I would say like very loaded uh, period because lots of stuff happened. <laughs> I was about to say a lot of shit happened, but yeah. Well, <laughs> you, know. you know what? Some people call it exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm rereading my note because um, there is this question that I wanted to ask. You absolutely, is that is there a correlation uh, between the dark night of the soul that you can have in your forties? Some people call that the midlife crisis, but I don't really like it to call like a midlife crisis because I think it's not just like an event, like a crisis, an event stuck or isolated in time. I think it's a process. Some people talk about dark night of the soul, mm -hmm. you know, whatever we name it. But is there a correlation between that period, the dark night of the soul and the menopause and the perimenopause? Um, I think that, the, that for, for some women, you know, um, and for a good number of women, they can happen simultaneously. Um, for some women, mm -hmm. it not necessarily. Um, a lot of times, what I, from what I have read and from what I've experienced with clients, um, people can go can start entering the dark night of the soul like as early as thirty five. And mm -hmm. um, and it and you know, kind of the age ranges go between thirty five and fifty five. And where all of a sudden you start questioning, is this really, is this really how I want to live? Mm. You know, um, is this really what I want? Does this really fit? Does this really fit my, my soul and my spirit anymore? And, mm -hmm. um, and, and that, and that's often what can, what can help to create it. Um, I, yeah, so I think they can happen simultaneously, but they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, I think that what and and what I see um, 
when I see perimenopause, what I what I what I equate perimenopause with is the the ending of that motherhood cycle that that women that women um, can experience. Um, you know, because all of a sudden you're you're not having your periods as often as you as you might. Things are changing and shifting and everything like that, and things are just kind of wrapping up. I see menopause as being um, when we enter menopause, we're entering into crone energy, the crone part of our lives. And what I think, what I see the crone energy and the crone part of our lives is that we take all of this wisdom that we have experienced, you know, up to this point, and that's our opportunity and our time to give back, our time to teach, our time to share with mm. others what we know because we have because by this time we have really acquired a wealth and a breadth of information and experiences that can that can make the road a little easier for other people i can tell right now or i can tell you right now what i know now i could not do at 30 mm. what i what i'm doing right now i just wasn't ready yeah yeah and so there is also like the thing that I feel, but this is very subjective, but I feel like we are accomplishing things, we are accomplishing things or doing things that we are supposed to do in our 20, 30, etc. Mm -hmm. But I think that in the 40s, there is a moment where we hit a wall. Like, you know, when we get too much misaligned with our truth. Mm -hmm. We start getting depressed. Without we we start getting not not feeling good. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we have events that triggered us, uh, and these events. I mean, it's a full spectrum of events. It can be a divorce, financial crisis, um, disease, fighting against cancer, for example. Or I mean, there are a number of events that can happen in the forties that suddenly can accelerate and trigger um, the the wake up call. Mm -hmm. so to speak mm -hmm. but it's not like suddenly you wake up and you know who you are but there is like this kind of like wake up where you're like okay hang on a minute <laughs> hang on a minute mm -hmm. i think i'm profoundly misaligned i mean and this awareness even this one it takes time but then there is this like journey through this period where it's just about reflecting on like who am i mm -hmm. and there is not necessarily an answer to that with a definition or an adjective adjectives but there is at least the beginning of the self-inquiry mm -hmm. that might lead you know after that in in the 50s where you're you're like giving to the world because you're like you, you've passed that veil um is that fair to say that in this way that does that yeah resonate yeah, yeah absolutely i think that when you when you enter into kind of a dark night of the soul what it is is a shedding of all the beliefs, all of the feelings, all of the values, all of the behaviors that that you used to that you used to help you. It's 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 a shedding and shedding of the things that don't really work for you anymore. Or shedding of the things that you don't really believe anymore, the things that you don't want in your life anymore as well. Yeah. So you can create more space for the things that you really want and for the beingness yeah. 
that you really are. It's interesting because I see lots of women and um, and I was part of it, but a lot of women are doing also career shift at that moment. There are things that they cannot do anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about my sister, for example, because I, I, I recently observed that, um, or even like other women, let's say, like, let's keep it generic. Uh, but I, I see lots of women in there, even like early or mid forties, who, get, who are getting depressed, you know, like really deep crisis, depression, etc. But they don't really have the awareness of the, yeah, the awareness that this is what's happening. They think that it's just a depression, just, you know, it's COVID or it's just a moment of blues or, you know, they don't have, they don't correlate that to the process of oh it's connected it's my soul speaking and expressing you know it's the mm -hmm. all these emotions that were like you know in the in the pressure cooker and everything is just like suddenly emerging because i am at this u-term in my life where i want to redefine uh, my you know my career my life etc and i think that this is where body wisdom come into action is like how I can welcome all those emotions and not underestimate or say, oh, just it's the, just a depression. In fact, it's lots of emotions coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I also, you know, and, and honestly, I, you know, I think with COVID because I've experienced it too, mm -hmm. you know, um, I've, you know, I'm, I'm already an introvert. So, I mean, so honestly, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I, I, I remember when COVID started and I was like going, oh, this is my bag. I mean, I'm good. This is going to be easy. But, but after a while, what I have realized is, oh my gosh, I miss touching people. I miss being around mm. people, you know, as much as I love being by myself, I love having the balance of being of being among people and having those interactions, those face-to-face -face interactions, and then also having my time where I can where I can shelter and when, when I can be when I can be with whom I who I am. I think that um, I think that it's important to to honor how we're feeling with COVID and just be with what with what is because this is a really fucking tough time. This oh. is a tough time, but yeah, but yeah. once, but once Hell yeah. We, yeah, and then once we, and then once we, we get out of lockdown, then to be able to be able to sit back and say, okay, you know, what's up for me now? Am I still feeling this level of depression? Um, and and also letting and letting that letting those those feelings of depression also share with you mm. what needs to you know what's what's happening yeah. for you as well you know and and being it's with true, being yeah. with the anger and being with being with whatever other emotions come up because we have had a year where there have been a oh, lot yeah. of things going on and yeah and it's oh, sort of like whew, you know yeah where we've we've had to focus on all of that stuff and um and really get centered in who we are like be vigilant mm about it because this year could have yeah. taken a lot of us out and as you can see yeah it took it did take a lot of us out and there are people who yeah. are recovering now the thing also is that i feel like especially in the us well i'm from europe and i, I can see also that there are slight differences of our slight differences not slight <laughs> but they're like big cultural differences i feel like in the us 
being depressed is still a taboo. Like you don't overly say to people, hey, I'm in my 40s, I'm going through a severe, I mean, I'm not saying like you say that to every person you, you meet, but even like in your circle, mm -hmm. saying that you're depressed, saying that you're going through anger, frustration, like really like those difficult emotions um, mm -hmm. is not something that people really share because in the US, it's such a mentality of go, 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 um, you know, of doing rather than being. Uh, of action, success, you know, for example, when you meet somebody in Europe for 40 minutes, you're going to discuss about your passions, what you like doing in life and all that kind of things. Whereas when, you're when you meet somebody in the US in the first 10 seconds, they ask you, what do you do in your life? Like as a career, mm -hmm. it's very like, um, yeah, I mean, do you, do you notice that in your work as a, as a, as a whole health coach? that people like, and especially women in their 40s, they, they keep that inside a lot. And of course, that gives lots of physical symptoms, you know, because of course, you know, your issues are in your tissue. So it's a certain moment that expresses in various diseases and illnesses. Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I do. And actually, I would go a step further by saying, you know, in the United States, women, women have an easier time to express emotions, but it still isn't allowed. It's, you know, um, it, it's something that you handle behind closed doors. It's not something that you, that you share with people, you know, because if, because if, you know, there is a, there is a taboo that if you are depressed, if you are angry, then there, then that means there's something wrong with you as opposed yeah. to that just being a simple emotion that you're experiencing. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, and I think that that creates a big problem too, especially because we're also, this is also a culture with that, that focuses on busyness, you know, yeah. you know, having, having your plate full at all times, giving your all, all times and being selfless and all of that stuff. And when the fact of the matter is you're, you're, you're literally sucking yourself dry. Yeah, and I think that that's a big problem for women in their 40s who are going through this dark night of the soul or perimenopause or menopause is like they don't take the time sometimes to stop and to create this emptiness in their mm -hmm. life to slow down because you need to create that space and that almost that emptiness and silence to return to self, mm -hmm. which leads me to my, to my question because to your, to your work, which is how can returning to self which is your your really like your philosophy and your approach how can returning to self can support women who are going through menopause and perimenopause i think the way it can is number two is number one by teaching us how to how to get quiet you know and then also how to how to feel our excuse me, how to feel our bodies. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times because we live in our heads and we live out there, we lose, we lose a sense of what it feels to be even relaxed. And that's part of the reason why I focus so much on the belly itself, because that's where we hold most of our stress. You know, we stop breathing, we hold our bellies in, you know, our, you know, we, and then of course we develop digestive issues and even, and even issues with our menstruation too, 
because, mm. because we're, our bellies are so in knots. And so when we are able to start relaxing those areas and everything, it's amazing the number of the number of people and particularly women who said i didn't even realize that i was so tight i didn't realize huh. you know how to i didn't realize how um how constricted i was and so um what my return to self is about is it's it's helping people to reconnect with their bodies in a in a you know reconnect their with their bodies through massage to deepen mm -hmm. that connection through the use of breath work, because um, when when we breathe fully, um, it really allows emotions to flow more fully as well. And so there's mm -hmm. that piece, and then there's the movement piece, where if you if you're able to move, it's a lot of times it's a great way to move through emotions that you're having that you're experiencing, and then also to discover new things about yourself as you are, or as you, as you are moving as well. I found myself, you know, processing a lot when I'm on the, when I'm on the dance floor. And I've also found so many times where I've, where I have felt my joy. I have felt my power. I have felt my sexy. I've, I've felt my, oh no, you didn't, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff um, mm. on the dance floor as well. And so it, it that allows that that's what that allows you to do. And then when how I wrap the coaching in is yeah. helping to connect the dots between all of those. And then also to keep you focused on what's going on with your body and and mm. creating that accountability and and yeah. helping to nurture that awareness. I hope that was the end. I, I, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> no, no, that's, I mean, that's a massive, I mean, that's a huge question. I mean, it's like, it's, but it's so fundamental today because I think that today people are looking for lots of shortcuts. Yeah. Like, oh, I am dealing with that. So there must be a program somewhere, which is like the seven steps to that. Mm -hmm. Or let's, yeah. I'm going to buy a 300 package and I'm going to get a three hours consult and everything is going to be figured out. Mm -hmm. It's not working like that. Right. Uh, th those, uh, those, um, those, um, I mean, those, uh, um, this period, this process of self-inquiry going in the body takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and presence and cultivate that regularly. And this is where people sometimes I feel like discipline. If I don't want to say that discipline, but it, it, it requires a certain commitment. It cannot, you, there are no really like shortcuts uh, mm -hmm. in that, in that matter. I think mm -hmm. from, from your experience and your perspective, you, Natalie, like, um, how would you describe the life passage between menopause of a, between how would you describe the life passage of perimenopause and menopause? And I know that that would require like hours and hours of recording, mm -hmm. but just like your personal, you know, what, what your guts tell you, you know, how would you describe that? Oh gosh. Um, for me, um, perimenopause did feel like an ending, you know, it, yeah, it did. And, um, Interesting. Yeah, it, it felt it it did it did feel like an ending. Yeah, it felt like putting a punctuation on a specific on a specific part of my life and mm -hmm. um on on where I came 
on where I came to at a certain point. And knock on wood, I'm menopausal now. <laughs> you know, you know, and praying to God I don't have another period because mama's kind of liking her life very free. <laughs> but, but I think menopause has signaled to me the beginning of a new phase, mm. of, yeah. a new, of a new way of being. And, uh, and it's quite exciting. Yeah. You know, it, it's quite exciting. I have yet to, you know, I, I know that there are some women who feel some sadness, you know, yeah. when they feel the slowdown, but I have yet to meet a woman who has hit full menopause, who wasn't going, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, me, I, I never had a child. So for me, it's not the end of the bearing, you know, you know, you were, I, I know that it's, it, it's, for me, it's, it's uh, 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 entering into more, more wisdom and wiseness at the same time, because I know better who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I can be wild in the sense that I can be myself and I don't really give a shit of what the other people talk, uh, you know, think about me anymore. And that is something that I think this, this period is bringing me. But at the same time, there is more wisdom and it's more quiet inside of me because I don't have to prove, I don't have to defend, I don't have to exist in the eyes of the world. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So. Agreed. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I will say, you know, um, our 20s and our 30s have their place. Yes. You know, our 20s, you know, our 20s are our times to, you know, like be kind of like the toddler. You know, be, yeah. you know, be kind of the toddler where you're on your own and you're experimenting and you're you're falling yeah. down and you're doing some really stupid things, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my yeah. case, that's yeah. what I was, but also really trying to get my sea legs on really standing in who I think I might be. And then yeah. the third the 30s for me was was you know kind of the 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 adult part, the adult time where it's like, okay. You know, so I'm fitting into this prism and I've got all of this energy. And so I, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to make things happen because I'm 30 and that's what I do. And then yeah. 40, my 40s was hold the phone. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. You know, yeah. Wait a minute. I mean, do I really want to do that? Because I don't have that kind of energy anymore. And I don't really care that I, I don't really care that I don't. You know, yeah. and and with with the energy that I do have, how do I want to live? And yeah. then fifties, you know, I I remember when I turned fifty, I was just sort of like, ooh, I'm gonna make this decade my bitch. <laughs> you know, that was, oh, that was exactly that. what I was thinking. I was like, like, oh my god, game yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love yeah. that. I mean, this is. You know, I mean, I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I've, I've heard a lot, you know, 50, 50 is the new 30, but I'm like, how the heck, I'm not old. I mean, seriously, this is a mental construct. Yeah, I absolutely, I am with you. What Are there like specific events and we can go personal or not that personal, depending on how you feel, but you know, those like really big events in your forties that really like, triggered you and say you know what i'm not continuing like that i need to take a step back and totally like you know whoa mm -hmm. where do i want to go because this is not who i am and how do i start you know 
Yeah. Well, this is okay. So, you know, that's, that's a big question. And I'll, oh, and, yeah. I, and I'll share, I'll share some personal, I'll, I'll share my personal okay. thing. Thank you. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. And so I really felt I've always been drawn to um, the development of self. I've always been drawn to what make people tick, what make, what makes people uh, do the things that they do and how people function. And, um, and I and I, I developed, without even realizing it, this this affinity with nature, and really wanting to learn who I was. It's like who am I? Like who am I really? And I and I I I followed that just out of just out of play, and just because that's what I was interested in, and and I think there were parts of me that. It was like, okay, I'm going to explore myself in this realm, but I don't want to get too weird because, you know, because I, you know, I want, I want people who, who, uh, who are more right brain thinkers, you know, to, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be able to, to be able to relate to me, you know, and I don't want to have to walk away from my family or any, anything like that because they're all linear, you know. And yeah, everything. there is that to deal with also. And yeah, right. when you decide yeah. to be yourself, how to deal yeah. with the family. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's a big question. And, oh, yeah. and I, and actually I met and married somebody who was, who was more of a linear thinker. And there are ways in which we very much complemented each other. But also, there were ways in which um, I recognized that that you know, d exploring the things that I was interested in might not be um, might might not sit too well with him. And so mm -hmm. I actually started um, I actually started turning away from those yeah. interests of mine, and everything. And I started living in a way that really was inconsistent with the truth of who I was. And then yeah. by the time I hit. 40, I was like going, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I, and I couldn't live, I couldn't live in, in an, I couldn't live in a marriage that didn't allow me to grow in the way I needed to grow. And, um, and my ex-husband was not comfortable with me changing. And so, um, and so I left. You know um, that, and and the divorce yeah. was the real was the real um, trigger to to give myself permission to really dive into parts of myself that I hadn't that I hadn't felt comfortable diving into, you know, in the in the decade before. And that's what that's yeah. what opened that's what opened me up, and um, that's what has allowed me to expand in ways that um, that I, I really needed to. I hope that answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, and it, you know, a couple of I think it's a couple of months ago um, you uh, advised me because I, I started you know you know feeling symptoms of perimenopause and. You you um, advised me to read that book. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. And mm -hmm. she, one of the chapters is about that. That at a certain moment, uh, it's not unusual at this phase to have divorce mm -hmm. because um, something is opening up, and you know, usually in the couple, it's at the age where we are heading in different direction. Mm -hmm. And so this is for many many women in this period, uh, 
the 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 event that triggers the entire or that you know manifests your misalignment and trigger a new about the new mm -hmm. phase in your journey yeah right yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing too, because a lot of times when people come together and when people get married, one of the things that they, you know, I mean, one of the one of the biggest questions that people have is, you know, you know, I mean, literally, you're married for five minutes, and then for a lot of women, the next question is, okay, so when are you going to have babies? You know, and so yeah, which makes yeah. you, which makes a lot of people just want to want to scream. But yeah. the interesting, but the interesting part is, you know, that, you know, that a lot of times you, you know, I think that's, that's also a life phase too, because you're, you're there to, you're there to have babies and to be together to raise these kids. But what then happens when the babies start, when the babies start yeah. going to college and then you're left with this person yeah, and everything like that. And it's, and that, and that a lot of times what people, what people find is that you either grow together and you make mm -hmm. space to, you make space to, uh, to invite this new, this new person in or yeah. this new iteration of who you are in. Yeah. Or you start, you start going in different directions. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, uh, yeah, absolutely. And me, I've never been married and I've never been in really like a long time in couple. I've been like, uh, kind of a lonely, lonely wolf. I don't know how to call that, but I've never been really with somebody for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my late 40s, which I'm now, but I would say probably in the mid, it was really heavy. I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why? And I was surrounded by a couple and, you know, why, what's wrong with me, da, da, da. And then there is this passage when I started to be really okay with it and to really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Because there is also uh, this passage of the, you know, of perimenopause or menopause where you start to be okay with who you are and you really don't give a, a damn of what the other things and the norms and construct. And you're like, you know what? I've always wanted to live my life on my term. I've always wanted freedom. I've always wanted to travel. Hello, you didn't meet anybody, but this is the life that you wanted. So yeah. accept it and live it to the full, you know? And if you meet somebody, boom, you know, great. But if mm -hmm. not, mm. I continue. Knowing that, you know, we'll discuss that, but some couples are an illusion. I mean, there are lots of also stories that we can make up, projection, etc. But that's another right. <laughs> that's yeah. another part of psychotherapy that we will touch base with another day. But yeah. Right. And so yeah, so I guess you answered my next question, which was which was did you go through life events that triggered you and triggered yourself and your trajectory? But I think that yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. Um, well, actually, yeah. Well, I think it was, there were some things that did, you okay. know, being out and, you know, finding nature, finding nature mm -hmm. being something that, uh, you know, an, an environment that I just loved being in, you know, going to massage school and recognizing that massage was so much more than just rubbing somebody and really oh, feeling yeah. that we can unwind, like there is an emotional component to it as well. And then for me, um, I... I start. I just started taking any class that any class that I found interesting, like yeah. herbology, you know, um, herbal medicine, um, aromatherapy. Um, I did. Uh, I did a little intuitive medicine as well, you know. Even doing the breath work and you know dancing. You know, I I 
I did African dance. I did belly dancing. I, you know, I took tango classes, you know, and, um, and I, and I even got, you know, I got a white belt in, in Nia. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I started doing the, I started doing conscious dance as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you became a, a, a fabulous soul motion teacher. Oh gosh, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, but it's those interesting. Are the, those because, are the things. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting because you started already intuitively setting up the path of how to become a, a healer, a healer of the modern time. Like mm -hmm. you went to massage school not to like wrap people into spa in four stars resorts. You, you know, you become specialist in my abdominal massage and then you did intuitive healing and then you worked about plants. So there was already like something inside of you, even if it wasn't really like not totally like formulated in your head, but that was already leading you to a path of, of being a coach and be, becoming a healer. Yeah. And I will say also, and this is, this is something that I've really gotten, um, that I've really gotten now that I'm, now that I'm in my fifties. Mm -hmm. is I really appreciate it. And if I look back and say, if I had to do it all again, um, what would I do differently? I would take seriously. And I would, um, I would really embrace more than I did mm -hmm. what, my what my intuition was, was saying to me and where, and, and, where where my interests and where yeah. my where my sense was telling me to go yeah because because those were really important that's really important you know yeah. those those were really important hits and there were times where i was just sort of like going yeah this is what i'm going to do and then there were also times where i sat back and i second guessed or i didn't do those things because because I didn't want to rock the boat, or I didn't want to yeah. be too weird, or or anything like that. And what I what I realized is that that was my intuition. Those that was my inner self yeah. telling me. That was my inner guidance directing me. And it was like, oh, you know, perfect. I get it now. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all have that. I, I have the same feeling. Then now that you say that, I rewind my forties. You know, my forties story, and even and I'm like, yeah, I should have pushed more, but I, you know, I think it's part of the journey. We cannot do anything about it, but yeah, yes. I, I really feel, I really feel you on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I, and I, and definitely, we all have our own stories, and we all have, we all have our own, you know, our own stuff. But I think, and I, and I think, you know, I would just love to give permission. Yeah. For you know, if say if if you if there's that thing that you want to do, or that that um, that course, or that life experience that you wanna that you want to pursue or have, do it. Yeah, do it. And even if it doesn't make sense, and especially if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and that leads me to an interesting angle: is that you know you're you're a whole health coach and. Uh, had sessions with you so i know that you're absolutely fabulous and you help me in so many ways but i think that it's it's really like your your talent is really to create space of allowing you know this kind of sacred space where the person arrives step in the sacred place and can allow and you allow the person to to listen and to feel i, I remember like having session with you where you were regularly asking me how does it feel? 
-hmm. because there was this constant like you know when especially when you were here where you were hearing me going too much in my head or in my construct into the i should etc you always um put the person you're coaching or you're working with in this like situation of allowing and deep listening mm. well, thank you yeah yeah well i think we all i think we I think we all know what we want if we can just slow down. Mm. And I think I've, um, I spent 20 years in therapy and I want my money back just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, effective therapy. Yeah. That I, yeah, and you know, and yeah. it, helped, it helped to a point, but what there came a point when I realized, you know what, I keep on thinking that there's something wrong with me. And the truth is there's nothing wrong with me. The fact is that I'm trying to get something else or somebody else to tell me what's wrong with me so I can go in this different direction. When the yeah. fact of the matter is, I always, I, you know, it's like Dorothy, you could go home anytime. All you had to do is click your own heels, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you're trying to solve something that is not in the realm of the mental or the, it's not about the mind. We are talking with the soul, the energy, the spirit, mm -hmm. and the mind cannot address that. Right. And so we are using a tool which is targeting therapy or mind that is not going to solve that. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not working. But we just play the mind of the game, the game of the mind, and we post rationalize. And then thirty years after, we oh, are still okay. on the sofa with the with the the psychotherapist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah. And that's not to say that they that there isn't a place for psychotherapy. There really. The, yeah. There absolutely yeah. is. But, yeah, um, there is. Yeah. But you know, we yeah we. There is something after, there is something beyond. Yeah. Um, so how would you um, how would you describe your and, and we've been talking basically about your approach all the time because you know your your entire approach is the core of your approach is return to self mm -hmm. through this sensed felt uh, experience. So is there a specific how would you summarize your I, we've been talking about that during this interview, but What's your approach when somebody comes to you and say, hey, I really don't feel good. I don't know what I what I need, but I need something. I don't know if it's through the body or talking or do you have like a pro a program? How do you approach every person who push, uh, pushes the door of your practice? Well, it depends on it depends on how people on how people show up. Okay. Um, a lot of times what can happen, you know, um, certainly if somebody wants to come see me and ha and um, they and they want to do they want to do straight coaching, I'm available for that. You know, mm -hmm. so that, so we, we can definitely do we could definitely do coaching specifically um, with with or I can I can certainly do coaching specifically with a client um, yeah. on on what's going on for them and then coach them through a, a sense a sense felt experience. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times what the way the way people have come to me has been, you know what, I'm having problems with my belly. Mm. Or I'm having or I'm having this issue or I'm having that issue. And then as I work with them, all of a sudden things come up and things come out. Mm. And what I what I do is I blend a bit of that, you know, through what they're what they're experiencing when they when they come and get on my table for massage. And I blend that also when people come to see me for breath work. And then also when uh, when people are moving and dancing as well. Mm. You know, there is there is a way of of blending that as well, and yeah. just asking that asking those questions, yeah. also, yeah. And 
And I think that that's the power of your approach, that it's a somatic approach. Like even if like somebody comes to just coaching at a certain moment, you're going to re-anchor the person in the body. Mm-hmm. And if the person comes from for the belly or massage, you know, and something show up, then it's going to be like a, a, more like a, a, another type of session. But the entire approach, it's about this sense felt experience, which is the principle of somatic. So it's a yeah. somatic all health coaching or somatic experience, which right. is more than needed right now. So oh my gosh, yeah, just I'm hello. My, my hope is that I can help people to get comfortable and be with what's here. Yeah you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the most, you know, because people are in the past, in the future, but I think that being in what's here in the body, in the feeling right now, especially in the COVID environment, but you imagine like you're going through perimenopause or menopause, you add the layer of COVID on top of it. You imagine like the complexity and the layers, you know, it's, it's a lot of things to it's it's like COVID is an amplifier of everything that you can go through you know oh, absolutely. Um, if uh, people want uh, so our listeners or people who are watching us if they want uh, to connect with you what's the best way for them to connect with you Natalie oh gosh well the the best way would be to go to my website www.nataliegentry.com I figured that would be the easiest way okay I'll put <laughs> everything so, that's why and, it's in the it's going to be in the description of this right. video so yeah yeah and um there and they could feel free to email me as well at natalie at nataliegentry.com also excellent well thank you so much Natalie it was as usual it's such a pleasure to, oh, thank uh, you. to, to talk to you and to exchange because every time it's such like it gives me lots of energy and it's so amazing and thank you so much also for being my first uh, guest on this pilot uh and uh, I, i'll i mean i'll I'll be, I hope we will be, you will be in the show very, very soon, like in a couple of months, you know, but thank you so much for being, for being with me tonight. I oh, really yeah. like, I uh, wish you a beautiful night oh, and uh, thank you so much, Natalie. Oh gosh, it was my pleasure and honor. Thank you thank so you. much for inviting Bye, me everyone. for your, uh, your public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you. was the Wild and Wise show. Thank you. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank <laughs> you.